We begin in the middle of the daf. The Gemara says, "Amar Shmuel ben Nachmani, Amar Rabbi Yonatan, Shloshah Shalu Shloke Hogel." There were three tzaddikim in Jewish history that they prayed to God, but the Gemara says their prayer was not considered kahogel. It wasn't considered proper. They asked the wrong way. Two of them, even though they asked the wrong way, God answered them properly. One asked the wrong way and got burnt and got the wrong answer. Who are they? In the Ever Abraham, Shaul Ben Kish, I'll give you each story separately. In the Ever Abraham, This one, Eliezer was going to find a Shiduch for Yitzchak. So he made a deal. He said to God, The girl that I go tell her, Please give me something to drink. And she'll tell me, Not only am I giving you to drink, I'm going to give you and your camels to drink. That's the one that you have chosen. So that was the Ezra's deal. So the Gemara says, Yachol Afilu Hageret Afilu Someh. And let's say God sends uh, in the Ezer a girl that's lame. Or let's say, God forbid, the girl is blind. Now what's going to happen? Now you're stuck. Which means in the Ezer didn't stipulate a girl that's healthy, that's proper. He just said, the girl that I go to and say, uh, give me this. And she says, I'll give you that also. She's the one. In the Ezer, you left yourself vulnerable. You left yourself uh, open. So the Gemara says, Yeshiva Kyogen. But God didn't let him down. And who came? When is Damna Lo Rifka? Tosfot has a question. Tosfot's question is, what are you talking about? In the Ezer said, the girl that I go to. So in the Ezer will see if the girl is lame. We'll see if the girl she's walking with a with a walker, she has crutches on. You're not going to go to that girl. <laughs> or if she sees she has a, she has a dog walking with a, with a blind eye uh, dog, this is blind. Not going to go to that one. So he didn't leave himself vulnerable. It's not like he said the girl that comes to me and asks. And the answer has to initiate. So since the answer has to initiate. What's the problem? He'll only go to a girl that he sees is healthy and so on. So Tosfot answers, that could be the girl's going to have very pretty eyes, and you're not going to know that she's blind. So you cannot always detect blindness in a person. Secondly, maybe she has a peg leg. She's wearing a dress, so therefore she's standing there. And, you know, how does he know that uh, she's uh, lame? Atinaka, give me uh, something to drink. And she says, oh yeah, and I'll give you and your camel. And she starts hobbling. Uh, oh, it's too late. You're already committed yourself. And the Gemara says, and Isha and the Yofi, that obviously he wants to bring a pretty uh, girl that's healthy to, to Yitzhak. So God, even though he answered her, he, he didn't request it properly, Boreham said, don't worry, you're going to get a, uh, 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 it'll be fine. Now, you can ask me, why did the Gemara say that maybe God will bring in the Ezer a beautiful girl, no health issues, but she's a Mamzeret. How does he know who the family is? She's a Mamzeret now, and, uh, and now you're stuck. So Tosfot answers, there was no such thing as Mamzeret at that time, because the Torah wasn't given. So therefore you weren't worried about the compromising in, the, in where the child came from, because uh, Torah wasn't given. Of course, after Torah is given, then already that's going to be concerned, like you see in the next story. Shaul, what's the story? Shaul, it says... This is what the story of Goliath. Shaul Amelim says, the one that's able to fall this terrorist called Goliath, the king will give him a great wealth. And he's going to marry the daughter of the king. Now, he left himself open. Who knows who this guy is going to be? Now this is after Matan Torah. That's what the Gemara says. Could be the guy that's going to kill Goliath. Me and Mamzer. Now Shaul has to give his daughter to a, to a Mamzer. He didn't stipulate that the guy has to be lineage. He has to come from the proper, uh, you know, the proper families, etc. He has to have the proper pedigree. David. God answered him fine, and he ended up getting uh, David. So that worked out. Tosfot has a question. Tosfot says, "Hey, you're forgetting one story, Gemara." There was another fellow called Caleb ben Yefune. 
We read about Kalev yesterday. So Kalev it says he made a proclamation. Whoever is going to conquer the city of Kiryat Sefer, I'm going to give him my daughter. So why didn't the Gemara say, Hey, Kalev, you left yourself uh, vulnerable? Maybe the guy's going to conquer the city of Kiryat Sefer, and the guy's a Mamzer, and the guy's a deadbeat, and the guy's a crook. So that's Tosfot's question. If you look at Tosfot, look at Tosfot Shinosha. Shinosha Shalu Shiloke, one Eliezer Shomi of Tabim Tomar, Amalo Ashik Kalev in Yifune. Shamar Asher Yake at Kiryat Sefer, Velacheda, Venatatilo at Achsabiti Isha. He had a daughter, Kalev. We'll see soon that she was very pretty. They called the Aksa. Amai lo parikim oacha. Yachol mamzeru ever. I come to give her a little nest on Kalev. Yeshtomada had to come on Kalev. She attended. Kalev will call me. She yachol laazor otan halachot. She shachobi me ebloshil Moshe. Attended Aksa biti. Which means like this: Kiryat Sefer wasn't a uh, wasn't only a city. Sefer is the book. When Moshe Rabbeinu passed away, there were seven hundred halachot that were forgotten. In the mourning period and the depression that they had, they forgot 700 halakhot. And that's a big loss. Where did 700 come from? Yeah, 600 no, 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 not 600. Each mitzvah has hundreds of halakhot. In the laws of Tefillin, there's 2,000 halakhot in Tefillin. Although Tefillin is one mitzvah. Mm-hmm. So they forgot 700 halakhot in the, in the Torah. So Kalev got up and said, The one that can bring back Kiryat Sefer, the Sefer, the book that we lost, so therefore he knew that God's not going to send him a mamzeh because if a guy could make up the 700 halachot must be a guy's going to be a tzaddik so therefore it was, it was a shoo-in he knew that God's not sending him a, a mamzeh what kind of mamzeh is going to come back and now we're going to give all these things over there so the, therefore that's also that was what answers the way he says mefarshim why was her name Aksa? Aksa was a nickname, it says. Aksa is Lashon Kaasa. Anger. Because she was so beautiful and she was such a slender that anytime you saw Aksa, you got angry at your wife. You came home, you said, How can you can't be like this girl there? She's beautiful, she's modest, she's slender. You're nothing over there. So therefore, they called her Aksa because she caused a lot of Shalom Bayer. Not intentionally. <laughs> because she was very modest. That, that, that's why the people were impressed by her. He knew Kaleb that she's such a sadiq, and you get what you deserve. So therefore, he, he knew that God's not giving her a mamzer based on her uh, based on her attributes. Okay, fine. Comes again, but I'll continue. Who's the third one? The third one is Yiftah. And this is the story that doesn't have a good ending to it. Yiftah He was going to war. So Yiftah made a stipulation with God and he said that the first one that comes out of my house, uh, when I come back from the war, <coughs> I'm going to bring it as a sacrifice to God. Now, he was assuming that an animal was going to come out. Mm-hmm. But even that, he didn't stipulate. Maybe a pig is going to come out of his house. Maybe, uh, who knows what, something that Tameh is going to come out. He's going to bring it as a sacrifice. Anything that comes out of his house. So he left himself up. He should have said, the first kosher animal that comes out of my house, I'm bringing it as a sacrifice. But he didn't stipulate. Who came out of his house? His daughter. <laughs> Now what is he going to do? Now what Yiftach should have done was what we do during the holiday season. You made a vow. It didn't work out for you. So you should go to the rabbis. Rabbis, I made a vow. I said the first one that comes out of the house, now I'm stuck. My daughter came out. I don't want to bring my daughter as a human sacrifice. You said the first person or the first animal? Well, he said no. His last son is Hayyotzeh. Hayyotzeh. That's why it's Shiloki Hogan. He didn't say what? Probably a barn. <laughs> right. He didn't expect his wife. His daughter was cleaning the barn probably. She walked out. Hey, what are you doing over there? All of a sudden. Animals don't walk out of the house. the It was probably in the outhouse in the back somewhere. So that what happens? He should have went to the rabbis and said, listen, I made a neder, I messed up. Mutarim lachem, mutarim lachem, mutarim lachem, and game over. So the Gemara says, he didn't do that. Hainu de kamalu nabili Yisrael. The Navi tells the Jewish people, Hatsuri en begilad in rofe en sham. Was there no doctor that was able to remedy this situation? Who was the doctor? There was a rabbi at the time called Pinehas. Pinehas was the chief rabbi. 
And the Gemara is going to have a claim. How come Yishtar didn't go to Pinah? Was there no doctor to remedy the situation at Suri and Begilad in Rufay and Sham? Uchtiv, Asher Lotzi. And of course, the Gemara will say in a different place that when Pinahas saw that Yiftah didn't come to him, he should have went to Yiftah. Which means Yiftah should have went to Pinahas. Should have went to Yiftah and said, listen, I know you're in a bind. Mm-hmm. I know you have an issue over here. Let me make a tarah. But Pinahas said, I'm the rabbi. He has to come to me. And Yiftah said, I'm the, uh, I'm the leader. He has to come. So they, they got involved in uh, formalities. They got involved in the, in the politics of Kavod. Who's supposed to go to who? And the interim, who gets hurt? The daughter. The daughter now becomes the victim because they're playing on the formalities of who's supposed to go to, uh, who's supposed to, go to the protocol. Uchtib, God says, Ashiluziviti. What is this talking about? There was a king, a Goy king. He took his son and he sacrificed him to God. Meshach came along and said, I'm going to be better than Abraham Abinu. Abraham Abinu went and he tried to sacrifice his son, didn't succeed. I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Everybody would say, wow, this guy's Sadiq, this guy Meshach. He gave his son. So God said, hey, I should not see I never commanded this. This is against the Torah. Meshach did something that's wrong. He took his oldest firstborn. Ashidim looked at the Vayaaleo Ola. And he brought him as a Qurban Ola. God says, do not get, uh, misunderstand. Asherot Siviti. Is that what I commanded? Velo dibarti ze yiftah. Velo dibarti, which means I did not uh, 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 sanction what yiftah did. Which means, do not think that uh, uh, um, I wanted this to, uh, him to do it. I wanted him to go get Hatarari Darim. God says, I gave him an out. Don't think that he was stuck according to the halakha, that he had to bring his daughter as a Lodi Barti. I, I, I didn't sanction this. And I wasn't even a, uh, uh, I didn't even conject, it wasn't even a thought. Say Yitzhak ben Abraham. That means when God told Abraham, go sacrifice your son. So the reader might say, oh God initially wanted it and changed his mind. God says, no, 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 no. I never, that was never my intention. But you're going to ask me a question. What do you mean wasn't his intention? He told him, go sacrifice. And then after he put him on the bed, stop, don't do it. If you analyze properly, nowhere in the text does it ever say that God told Abraham to sacrifice his son. Look at the language. The Pasuk says, yeah. What is Ha'alehu? Bring him up. Good. So God says, You brought him up on the Mizbah. Now take him down. <laughs> I didn't tell you to sacrifice Ha'alehu. If I tell you, uh, Go on the roof. Read the instructions. If I tell you, Go up on the roof. Does that mean, Oh, he told me, Go on the roof and jump? Right. I didn't tell you to jump. Right. I said, Do me a favor, you're making me crazy. Go on the roof. <laughs> oh, he told me to jump. I never said to jump. Now he goes on the roof. And we say, You went on the roof. Now come down. Oh, that's what you meant? Oh, God told Abraham was Put him on the Mizbeah where the Ola is. So he put him on the Mizbeah. Now God says, you put him on and take him down. But you, at the time, of course, the connotation is sacrifice. Abraham didn't know that at the time. That's why it's a test for Abraham. If Abraham knew that God didn't mean it, then it's not a test. Of course, God takes that interpretation away from Abraham after the fact it's so simple. After the fact, they say, how come I didn't think of that? So, but, but at the time, God removes that wisdom from the person, and now it becomes a test. Hey, he told me to sacrifice my son. And God says, no, no, you don't. Because at the end, Abraham asks God, God, explain to me, you told me, you told me that my son Yitzhak is going to be my progeny. And then you tell me the next day, and then you tell me, take him off the Mizbaya. I didn't ask any questions, but now that the story is over, I'd like you to like a Gemara. How does this statement? How does this statement reconcile with that statement? He says the Torah has nothing to reconcile. I told you Yitzhak is going to be your progeny. I told you Ha'alehu. I didn't say Shahatehu. I said Ha'alehu. Then you lifted him on the Mizbaya. You did it, and now I told you take him off. Now you can ask me. So what's the benefit to put him on the Mizbaya? Well, just to, just to Either it's a test of Abraham to show his loyalty, it's to show his heart's loyalty, and the Zora Kadosh writes something incredible. Zora Kadosh says that Yitzhak Abinu, based on his uh, spiritual makeup, was unable to bear children. God forbid there's some people like that. He was not able, not, not based on his biology. 
the Zohar Kadosh says that the neshama uh, of Yitzhak was a neshama of a nekeva was a female <laughs> and that doesn't mean uh, you, you say, oh yeah I know a couple of people that have female neshama <laughs> I thought something. Uh, you see a guy wearing a pink shirt doesn't mean he has a female. <laughs> no, no, no. That. <laughs> That's just an example. Just an example. <laughs> no, it's, it's something you can't discern. You shouldn't be. Uh, oh, yeah, I know that. I, know, I, I, I can imagine. It's something only God knows. But to have a child, besides, of course, you need the biology of a male and a female. Mm-hmm. But you need a zakhar and a nikemah of the neshamot. Now. We don't run the world, so when we get married, we assume that there's a zakhar in the neshamot of our spouses, and we match. So you don't have to worry, and nobody's going to know it otherwise. Now, I will tell you something. I will tell you something that it's quite possible that the neshama of the zakhar the wife has, and the nekeva the male. It doesn't matter who has. Which nisham? It doesn't matter where the wiring is. So long as you have that combination, it's okay. Now, Rivka happened to have a nishama of a nikema. And Yitzhak has a nishama of a nikema. So if Yitzhak marries Rivka, it's not going to lead to anything. It's nikema, nikema, impossible to have children. So it says that God needed to make. We have open heart surgery to have here. This is open nishama surgery. He needed to take the nishama of Yitzhak out. And replace it with an neshama of. Now, where's the operating table that you do such a spiritual operation? Can only be done on the mizbeach. Can only be done on the altar. Mm-hmm. So Avraham Avinu, he's thinking that he's having to go kill his son. Meanwhile, God's saying, "I'm going to make your son fertile as a result of this." It's the exact opposite. Avraham's thinking, "There goes my descendants." Uh, on the contrary, if Avraham wouldn't have put him on the mizbeach. Mm-hmm. He would have said, you know what, I'm not putting it on his behalf. Let's go natural way. Let him get married to Rivka. Nothing. There would be no class. But because he put him on his behalf, at that moment it says the attack died temporarily. Oh, but, but if the chase had to it, Lavan never would have done it. Lavan never would have done it. Betuel never would have done it. He had a better shot of Abraham. So therefore what happens, he puts him on his behalf. It says the attack temporarily dies for a second. At that moment there was a switcheroo of the Nishamod. And now the Sunni comes down. He's a new man. Now I'll prove it to you. Who's Nishamod did he have? Nishamod and Zakhar. No, the Nishamod was taken. Turns up too. The Nishamod was taken. His, his. They took it from the from the Nishamah oh, bank. They took it from the they have a, they have a spare. They had a spare. It was a loaner. It was a loaner. They gave it to him. But the point is, once they give him the Nishamah, look look at how the perfect the pesukim are. You don't have a homage over there, but right after the akedah, right after the akedah, it says, Abraham." They tell Abraham, banim it says, hey, your uh, sister, your brother Nahor is having children. Mm-hmm. And it starts to list the children of Nahor, Uts and Buz and Kemuel and Kest, Haso, Yiblap, and Dazbet, Betuel. Then it says, Ubtuel, Yalad, et Rivka. Now, why is it mentioning now over here that Betuel had Rivka? Because now that we did Akedat Yitzhak, and now that Yitzhak is fertile, now we can mention the birth of Rivka. As a result of Akedah, now Rivka is significant. But if there would be no Akedah, it's hard. So the birth of Rivka doesn't mean anything. So therefore, after this open Neshama surgery that took place on top of the thing, now already Christ is going to be able to continue. There's another thing that's brought down in Sephardim HaKadoshim. In order for a, <laughs> a lady, I shouldn't say in order, but something that gives a lady fertility, a lot of fertility, is when she has the letter He in her name. The letter He is a letter of fertility. Like it says in the Pasuk, He lachem zara. He is the zera. The zera is in there. That's why Sarai wasn't able to have children. She didn't have a He in her name. So what did God do? Sarah. But Sarah put the He in the name. The He is the, is the name of fertility. Rivka didn't need any uh, adjustment because she had the because she had the He. Abraham has the hair as well. And Abraham. Yeah. Abraham. So he put the hair. Yeah. And it's uh, Rifka, mainly by the girl. Rifka, she had the hair already, so she wouldn't have any problems. Now, when Yaakov Abinu marries uh, Leah, Leah has no problem because she has a hair. Who had the problems with fertility? Rachel. Rachel. 
Oh, Nachel had a problem over there because she did not have a hair. So what does Nachel uh, say? Nachel says, take a uh, concubine and I will have children through her. I will be through a surrogate mother, I will be through her. There's no such thing as a surrogate mother. You'll have children through her. If your concubine has children, it's not. So the depth of the, the Arizal explains. Why did she say to take Bilha? Because how many hairs does Bilha have in her name? Two. Two. So therefore, one for her, one for me. So therefore, I need to bring a lady with two hairs. Zilpa only had one hair. She says, I need to bring a, a, a two uh, a two hair girl in the marriage over here because I need one of the Banim and Menna. I'll have children through her. Anyway, the Gemara says over here, God never intended to uh, uh, make the Akedah Yitzhak. Uh, 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 it was just a, uh, a test Abraham, let's continue to see that over here The Gemara says Amar bi berakya Af kenesi Yisrael Sha'ala shiloke hoge The Jewish people Also at a certain point in history They made a prayer to God But it wasn't a proper prayer Why would they say? Kadosh Baruch Hu Shivan Kogin But God answered them anyway properly Shine Amar we want to be close to God. We want God to be connected to us. God should be connected to us like the rain. When the rain comes down, the rain connects to the ground. The rain is like the male, and the ground is like the female. The rain penetrates the ground, so there's a connection. So we're telling God. God, we want you to be it should be like a marriage, like the rain is to the ground. We want you to know us. In, in Torah language, anytime a man goes with a wife, it says Vayeda. They knew each other. Vayeda, Vayeda Vayeda means that they knew each other. They connected with each other. So we're telling the Borea Allah, we want to connect with you, We want to connect with you like the rain connects with the ground. So God says, like rain. What are you asking for rain? To compare the rain, I'm all against Baruchu. Beti at shoelit davar she pamim mitpakish pamim enum mitpakish. Rain. Sometimes you don't want rain. There's a rainy season. There's a, there's a season where you don't want. Rain. So why you ask that the relationship should be like rain? Ani abal ani yelech davar mitpakish de olam. I'm going to be like you on something that's constant. And what is that? Shnei emar eye katali Yisrael. The dew comes every single day. Every day is dew. So therefore, God says, you you didn't ask the right thing. It's like you said, be 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 like snow. Snow what? Snow snows only in the winter. It snows in the summer. So you only want a relationship for three months a year in the, in the northeast. Ask for something that's. Everywhere at all times. So God says, Don't worry, I'm going to be like the town. Then the Gabbana says, The Jewish people tell God, The Jewish people tell God, We want you to put us like a medallion and put the medallion with our name on it and put the medallion on your heart and put the medallion on your, on your arm. So every time you look at your heart, you say, Oh, my Jewish people. And every time you look at your arm, you see the Jewish people. It's like a medallion. It's a, it's a commemorative thing to remember the Jewish people. So God says, You're asking to put your commemoration on a place of the body that sometimes is seen and sometimes is not seen. When your sleeve is over your shirt, you don't see what's under the medallion. So you have to pull it up. That's only when you're getting dressed. Your heart is revealed? No, your heart is covered. So you're asking me to put you in a place that you don't always have access to see it. God says, I'm going to put you in a place where you always see it. And what does he say? Where am I putting you? On the palm, uh-huh. unless you're wearing gloves, of course. But there was no gloves those days. Yeah. I'm putting on the palm, Shemaim. Uh-huh. No, I'm putting on the palm, which means it's always revealed. Now, what's the depth of this Gemara that God says I'm going to put you on the on the palm? So He once said uh, a deep interpretation to explain. Out of all the parts of the body, I understand uh, the palm is revealed. That, I got that part of the Gemara, but there has to be a symbolism that God says you belong. On the palm. What is significant about the palm? So this is what we explained a few weeks ago. 
is the secret of Birkat Kohanim. In Birkat Kohanim, it says that the Kohanim say 15 words. There's 15 words. Now these 15 words, the holy books write, that are being given through the fingertips of the Kohanim. Kohanim lift their hands up. The Shekhinah rests, it says, in between the cracks of the Kohanim's hands. It says, God is piercing through the cracks of the Kohanim's fingers when they hold their hands. Our custom is to open up all the cracks. All the cracks. Kabbalah says all the cracks. Although we go like this, you're right, I can't even do it. We go like this, but even here we separate. separate. We just make a bigger separation in the middle. But there has to be five air spaces. In all, one, two, three, four, four air spaces. One, two, three, four, maybe here's considered air space. Oh, here, here's the fifth one over here. Mm-hmm. But the point is, God's Shekhinah goes through the fingertips. Now, the people, when they're uh, listening to the Bitkat Kwanim, the Zorah Kadosh writes that a person should do the following when he's listening to the Bitkat Kwanim. I was once at a. a a doctor for uh, orthopedic doctor for bones one of the kids broke their leg or something Syrian guy in Brooklyn so I go into his office he has the skeleton of the you know, the body over there so I tell him doctor how do you say hand in Hebrew he says yad I said perfect why he says, I don't know so you went to school for 50 years studying <laughs> the body I'm a nothing I'm a rabbi I'm a, I'm a artist I'm a ignorant and you don't know why it's called yad so I told him how many joints are in the hand he said 14 why? the thumb has one joint here and one joint here every other finger has three joints one here, one in the middle and then the knuckle so the four fingers have three joints each that's 12 and the thumb has two joints, 14 so the Gemara says because there's 14 joints we call it Yad, Yad is 14 it's hitting the, the joints of the, of the hand now, the holy books say that the reason why this. 15 words in Birkat Kohani because each word comes from a different joint of the hand meaning Yibarechecha Hashem Yishmerecha Ya'er Hashem Panav Elecha V'Honeka Isa Hashem Panav Elecha V'Yasem Lecha now you have one more word so the holy books say where's the Shalom that's the palm the palm is the 15th letter that's already the Shalom and that's what the holy books say when they say the Kat Karim is supposed to hold on to each joint Shalom that's I once told us to Akam Yaakov he asked for a source. I could not find the source, but I told him this. I said, that's probably the source of a handshake. Why is a handshake a symbol of camaraderie, a symbol of peace? Because since this is the, the shalom, is the 15th uh, joint, so therefore it was accepted from the Jewish people that when we wanted to show a signal of peace, so we put our palms together. That's like uh, shalom, shalom. We put our the, the shalom together. So God says in this Gemara, you asked me to be put on your heart on my heart no, the heart you don't always see you asked me to put on the zarawa. the zarawa you don't always see I'm going to do something better I'm going to put you on a place that's always seen and he picks the palm God is teaching I'm going to say a lesson if you want God to remember you and you want God to notice you and you want God God's, I put you on the palm as long as you're fulfilling the message of the palm which is shalom then Boreolam says, I see you. Uh, However, once already the Jewish people neglect uh, the shalom mm-hmm. that's represented in the palm, then Boreolam says, I'm Yisrael, I don't see them over here. So therefore, that calf has a responsibility to us, I'm Yisrael. It's not that just God put us in a place where it's always noticeable. The responsibility is I'm Yisrael in order to make the shalom. There was once, and I'll conclude with this, there was once two uh, businessmen and they were finding in, uh, in business over uh, real estate 
of a uh, building or whatever it was. So they went to the rabbi. The rabbi said, what's the problem? So one fellow says, the land is mine. And the other one says, the land is mine. So the rabbi says, well, how am I going to solve this? You know what? Let's go ask the land. Let's go ask the land. We'll tell the rabbi this. Okay. And the rabbi is the rabbi. Well, go ask the land. So he goes to the land. He says, this one said the land is his. And this one says the land is his. What do you say? He says, oh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, oh. <laughs> he says the land says both of you belong to him. <laughs> At the end of the day, the land is going to be on top of both of you. <laughs> so he doesn't know what you're talking about. What the rabbi meant to say is, eventually everybody's going to be under the ground. So what are you fighting about? What are you fighting about? Gonna, anybody, the land owns everybody. At the end of the day, the land is always on top. The land is always the victim. So therefore, he's telling them. You make better peace. make peace, not worth it to go to the grave with these men. And then Bori Alam says, and al God says, when you're on my palm, when I see the shalom and camaraderie amongst the amongst the people, so then already there is no I once said a Khadush, if Allah is saying one time the the handle uh, they, they, they say the mashallah like this. They say the mashallah like this. Somebody asked a question. There was a goldsmith. And the goldsmith has his hammer. <coughs> and he bangs the gold to make sure it's flat. Next door to the goldsmith, there's a the blacksmith. The blacksmith has his hammer. He bangs on the anvil. <laughs> boom, boom. So the gold goes to the anvil and says I understand why when you get hit you make such a loud noise when I get hit it's quiet noise you're disrupting the, the whole neighborhood every time he takes the iron hammer and bangs on the anvil boom 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 why'd you be quiet like me so the anvil says to the gold he says you're gold and you're getting hit, hit by an iron hammer you're getting hit by a stranger it hurts but it doesn't hurt that much he says, I'm an iron anvil and I'm getting hit by the iron hammer. When your brother hits you and hurts you, it hurts much more. And therefore I scream much louder. He says, I'm getting hit from my brother. My brother's hitting me. You're getting hit by a stranger. And that's when the Goyim come against Am Yisrael, uh, we scream, but it's expected. But when Am Yisrael goes against each other, when one Jew goes against another Jew, so that's already... That's already uh, a terrible thing. Uh, the tree once came to the axe, and the tree told the axe, Why do you knock me down? Why do you fall the trees all day long? You're, you're killing me. So the axe tells the tree, If you didn't go partners with the axe to give it a handle, oh. you wouldn't be able to destroy you. Ah. Uh, which means. Uh, because of the politics and because of the dirty deals that go on so the the, 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 the tree has claims if you wouldn't have given it a handle wouldn't have a chance but you made partners with the you made partners with the enemy and then we have claims when the enemy comes against you this is the Musar of the hand we are continuing on the Dalit and we are three lines from the bottom in short This was a quote from the Mishnah. to say at this point that there's no difference between the word She'ela and Haskara. They both mean Mashiva Ruach so we have a Mishnah that says in Shu'alim ita Gishamim ila samukh la Gishamim which based on this logic is in Maskirim Gishamim ila samukh la Gishamim so whose opinion would that be that the asking for rain or the mentioning of rain is done close to the rainy season so Yomara says Mantana who's the author of that statement of the Mishnah Amara Barabi Yoshua De Amar Mish'ata Nachato it has to be the Yoshua 
that says, when do you say Mashiva Ramadan When you put down the lulav. What is that? The eighth day. The eighth day, which is Shimon Yatzer, because that's closer to the rainy season. So that, now we know who that statement there was a There was a statement that stood in the Mishnah. <coughs> we, didn't know that, we didn't know what that means, first of all. Now the Gemara is saying it means Lazkir. And Samuk Lagishamim must be going according to the Biyoshua. Biyoshua is the one that says Shimniat said it. You can even say that the author of that statement is the Bili Aizid. That says what? Day one. How can it be? Shehla lechud, maskara lechud. Shehla is one thing and askara is one thing. Shehla is barechanenu. And Haskara is Mashiva Ruah. So it could be Mashiva Ruah, you start on the first day of Sukkot. Barik Aleinu, Samuk Lagishamim, later on, whenever it is. Ikada Amre. Yomar has a different version of it. Lema. Nabi Yoshuahi, Damar Mishata Nachatok. Are you going to say that that statement of Ensho Aleinu Lagishamim is Nabi Yoshuah? And therefore, Mishata Nachatok, and therefore, Haskara Lechud, and Shehla Lechud. Which means the Gemara answers no that Sheila is one thing and Askara is another thing, and therefore it can be even like a bit. There's no difference between the first version and the second version. The first version just uses the word Sevarua. Sevarua, it says, is a Mistivara, they understood it. The Bene Yeshiva when they learned the Mishnah. Sevara, they understood that Sheila and Askara are the same thing. The second version, uh, no, there was no sevarat to say that. They're just saying, can we say that it's uh, the Biyushu? And the Gemara says, no, it could be even a Bidi Aisha. But still, just taking in the middle of the Mishnah, or not. No, because. Why, 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 it, no, I'll tell you why. Because we have to know one Barak Alin was also. The Mishnah is giving me the Dina Mashiv Ramad Geshe. Ask me the Dinu Barakalinu. Now we gave you the Dinu Mashiv Ramad Geshe. The Bidi Aizer will be Yoshua. Once we gave you that, now what about Sheila? You didn't discuss Barakalinu. It's a quick halakha. It's a very, very. Don't tell me when, but. So we have to come out and tell us when. The 3rd of Hajman, the 7th of Hajman, whenever it's going to be. Okay. Why would Mishnah repeat it? We already know what she tells them is going to be Yeshua. Why repeat another dean? Uh, because it's preparing us for the last part of the Mishnah. When do you make the change? Biuda will tell you you make the change in Musaf, and so it's a, it's a preparation for the last for, for the Biuda. Because we're going back to that subject at the end of the Mishnah. The Mishnah went off a little, and then the Mishnah comes back. Back and forth. Yeah. So Gemara says the Biuda Okay, so now we go to the last part of the Mishnah. The Biuda said that the changeover of Mashivur Amdikeshim is in Musaf. On the last day of the Hag. And the changeover back to Muridatal, the way we do it at least, is a Musaf on the first day of Pesach. So Yamara says, Until when do we ask for rains? Rabbi Yehuda Omer, Ad Shi'avora Pesach. It sounds like you say Barech Aleinu until the end of Pesach. Rabbi Meir Omer Ad Yavur Nisan. Can't believe it says not only Pesach. Further on, after Nisan. Oh, so we have a question. You told me in the Mishnah that you make the changeover on the first day of Pesach, and now you're telling me you make the changeover after Pesach. So we want to what's the question? Amar of Hasdala Kashia. Can this all? Can Azkir? Two different words. Amishnah is talking about Lazkir. Lazkir, you stop on the first day of Pesach. Lishol, which is Barakalenu, you continue throughout Pesach. Mishal Sha'il, the Azil. You continue asking for rain for, forward. After Pesach, Pesach. Lazkir, be Tovarishon Pasik. But Lazkir, you stop saying Mashiv Aruach on the first day of Pesach, which is very odd. The first day of Pesach, you stop saying Mashibaru Ahmedikeshim, but you're still asking for rain. You're still praying for rain, even though you stop praising God by saying Mashibaru Ahmedikeshim. doesn't make sense. Chaurah, when you're going to say Mashibaru you should be saying Barek Alenu. Mashibaru is just a preparation for the Barek Alenu. It says, when you stop Mashibaru but you're still asking for it. So, Amar Ula, Hadrav Chazda, Kashia. 
answer is difficult, like vinegar is to the teeth and smoke is to the eyes. Which means it's, it's, a, it's a, which is irritable. So it doesn't make any sense. In the case where we don't start barichadenu, but we do haskara, meaning we start mashivarulah before we start barichadenu. In the place where you are, Shoel, when you're saying Barichanin, certainly you should say Mashiach Legeshem. The Gemaraz is saying, for sure, when you say Barichanin, for sure you should be saying Mashiach Legeshem. You say Mashiach Legeshem before Barichanin, so when you're saying Barichanin, you're not going to say, so you cannot tell me that you stop on the first day of the Ha, on, 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 on the first day of uh, Pesach, but you continue on Barichanin until the end of Pesach. Makes no sense. Then we have a Stirabah. Because one Shita said, Rabbi Yudha said, it's on Pesach, first day. And one said, till the end of Pesach, how will you square it off? So, Elamar Ola, Tretanei, Alibad Rabbi Yudha. Easy answer. Two Tanaim according to Rabbi Yudha. One Tana says, you start on the first day. And once you start on the first day, you stop Barik Alenu as well. And the second Shita says, no, you stop Barik Alenu and Mashivaruach at the end of Pesach. They both go together. Either it's before Pesach, I mean it's the first day of Pesach, or it's the last day of Pesach. I going to be two opinions. Two opinions in the Biuda. Two students heard the Biuda differently, and therefore they recorded their opinions as such. Yosef Amal. Yosef has a different way of learning it. Which we learned, means until Pesach finishes. You say, Barakalin, until the end of Pesach. No. That's a reading to those words. Which means that you say, it's a sophisticated way of saying Musaf. So they were, don't make two, two Tanaim, make it one Tana, and it's the Biuda, like our Mishnah. And it's saying the same thing, just in a different, a different way. Amala problem. You're telling me that what? That you stop asking for rain on the first day of Pesach. Why does it stop asking? There's nobody calling on the first day of Pesach. Why do you stop? It's not like it's in the Amidah where you're telling me that uh, you stop it on the uh, on the first day of uh, Pesach. Sheila, are you telling me Harishon Maskir? It doesn't make sense because the language of the Buddha in the second statement was in Shoalim. Was the Gabesh Sheila? Ad Matai Shoalim. Ad Matai Shoalim. There's no Sheila in Pesach that you're discussing with Pesach. If anything, the last Sheila, the last Sheila is before Yom Tov. Or on Hola Mu'ed. But on Yom Tov itself, you're saying Ad Matai Shoalim and referring to the first day of Pesach, in Sheila. Because I'm not even near Israel with Turgeman. The Matur Geman asks for rain. In his uh, talk, he says the Berachah Barich Alin. So they meant uh, that the Matur Geman stops asking for the Barich Alin. The Matur Geman is like the interpreter. When he gets up and makes a speech, the Gemara is saying, in the speech, he would say uh, the Berachah Barich Alin. He stops that in Musa. So he says, Why would he ask for rain? Well, the Sibur doesn't need rain on Pesach already. So why would he ask for something that the Sibur doesn't need? So leave that. There's no, there's no She'ela on Pesach. Not, not the Kahal, not the Meturgeman, or anybody. Go back to Ola's answer. That's the cleanest answer. Although it's, uh, you know, we're not, we're not reconciling according to one rabbi, but we have no choice. We have to say it's two different rabbis. So Yabra says, Rabbi Amar, Rabbi says, No, I have a way of answering it. My Achiavora Pesach, Achiavor, Zman Shaitat Pesach. Achiavora Pesach is the Zman of Shaitat Pesach. When's the Zman of Shaitat Pesach? Erev Pesach, Erev Pesach, Hatzot. And therefore he's saying, When do you say Barechanenu until until Hatzot? That means, When do you stop Barechanenu? And Minha. That's when you stop the Barichadenu. Aji Avor, Sman Chaitat Pesa, which is Hatsot. So therefore, the cutoff point is Menha Ere Pesa. Uchtahilato, Kensofo, Mat Hilato Maskir Apapish Enoshoel. Just like when you start Meshivarua, you say it alone without Barichadenu. Don't just say without Barichadenu, you started on the land, on the front, on, on, on Musaf of, 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 of Sukkot. There's no Barichadenu yet. So just like you started alone, 
I understand why you start Mashivaruah first without Barakhalin, because it leads to Barakhalin. First, you appease God to talk about and praise Him, and obviously you're going to praise Him, and ultimately you're going to ask for it. But going out, once you stop asking, so what are you praising? The praising now doesn't lead to anything. Normally you praise Hashem, oh, you Mashivaruah, eventually. But once you stop the ten talamatalam rakha, so then what are you praising anymore? So the praising is a lead up to the she'ela. So it makes no sense the way you're learning. That you're telling me, oh, that just like you started alone, you ended alone. Starting alone, I understand. It's a lead up. It's an appeasement to ask you for the rain. But ending it? Praise the praise that purpose. I'll do it all year long then. You could do it all year long. But no one's saying that. No, no one's saying that. You're saying that you stop at a certain point. Why do why, why, why you stop it on the first day of Pesach? You're praising. Ella, why do you start it on the first day of Sukkot or last day of Sukkot? Because it's going to lead up to the tenth time of Talibraka. No, now, anybody can't keep on just praising but not for the rains. Let's start your praising. It's a praise. So, what did you stop for at, at any point? So, your mother says, Ella, Mahavatak is Ula. You're going to go back to Ula's answer. Tret and Ea, the Badr Behuda. You can't square it off. You have a Mishnah, you have a Brighton, the two different opinions in the Behuda. Amar of Aset, Amar of Yohanan, Halakha, Kira Behuda. Oh, Halakha, Father Behuda. Okay, we don't know which the Behuda, because we have two different uh, Behudas. So he says over here, Halakha, Kira Behuda, that she knows. The Amar Haoved of Nateva. That's Amishnah. The Chakra Biudar, if the changeover is in, Musa. Okay, who's saying that statement over there? Rav Aser. Rav Aser, in the name of? Rav Yohanan. Amal Rabbi Zela, Rabbi Aser. Umi Amal Rabbi Yohanan, Acher. Hold it, Rav Aser. You're saying Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yudar? Can't be. Vatinan, the Shlosha, Bimar Khajvan, Shalim, the Gishamim. One rabbi says, when do you stop by the on the third day of Mahajvan. Rabban Gamliel Omer Bishop Abu. You stop by the Khalilu on the seventh. Okay, so we're not looking. You stop by the Khalilu on three. Stop by the Khalilu on seven. Namar Bi El Azar. Halakha Kerabban Gamliel. Halakha follows what? Rabban Gamliel. Oh, now she says. Halakha Kerabban Yodiel Shuel Ad Shiva. That you don't start asking for rain until seven of Khajvan. And we're assuming. That a bank says you stop a shikur hamrizgishim as well. So how could you tell me that I say that halakha is like Rabbi Huda ba Mishnah? Rabbi Al Azar said halakha is like the bank of Neil. What's the question? Rabbi says bound to what Rabbi Al Azar says. Rabbi Al Azar says, "Amar Rabbi Yochanan, halakha k'Rabbi Huda ba Mishnah." Who can be? Because Rabbi Al Azar said, "What is Rabbi Al Azar?" So Gemara says, "Amale Gavra, Gavra Karamit." Are you asking a question from one rabbi to another rabbi? They're all big rabbis. The Masei could say Alakah is like the Biuda, then the Rabbi Azar could say Alakah is like the Biuda. What do you want? So, 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 so Stira against the Masei to Rabbi Azar. So Gemara says, "Iba Etema." Or no, if I wanted to square it off anyway, I could say that answer. Gavra, Gavra Karamit. You're asking one question from one rabbi to another rabbi. He says Alakah is like this. He says Alakah is like that. What do you want? If I want to give another alternate answer, how would I say? Which is easy. They're both saying uh, two different things, and they both can agree. Rather, I say we're saying that you start on Musa, and Rabbi Azal said you start on the seventh of Hashvan. It's two different things. He was talking about Mashiva Ramadan Geshem, and it's Meduyak. Because Rabban Gamaliel was talking about Lishon. 
They weren't discussing Mashivaru. Uh, could be Mashivaru. I was like the Biud. Barakhale was like Karabangam. So there's no Sira. There's no Sira. The Biud Azar could say Halakha Karabangam the end. And if I say Katsay Halakha Karabiud, they're two different, uh, two different subjects. Ah, what are you talking? You can't say that. Because you're saying that if I say Sarah in the name of Rabbi Hanan, Halakha Karabiud. That's Mashivaru of the Geshem. And Barakhale starts uh, uh, a week later. Can't be that. I'm a Rabbi Yohanan. I'm coming to show El Maskir. Rabbi Yohanan clearly said, "Sheila and Askira go together." According to you, Sheila is a week later. So he doesn't know how. The hapsaka. He meant to say you stop them together, meaning you start them at the same at different times. You start them, meaning Mashiach Rabbi Yisshem is on the last day of Sukkot. Barakhale was a week later, no problem. I mean, you said they go together. Yeah, they stop together. I Meaning once once the first day of Pesach comes, well, well, once you stop Mashiach Rabbi Yisshem, you stop Barakhale also. So there's no stida in the Yohanan that he says they go together. They go together like a bit. Stopping. Beautiful. Itmar, we have a statement. Ramar Rabbi Yohanan, Nafsaka Itmar, period. Itmar, the period is after the word Itmar. Ramar Rabbi Yohanan, can't be. Rabbi Yohanan said, Hitheel Haskir, Matheel Shol. Pasak, Milishol, Posek, Milashkir. Clearly. He says they even start together. So now you have a problem. Can you tell me they start together? How could you tell me, Rabbi Yohanan, Rabbi Yohanan, and then you want to keep the other statement of Rabbi Al-Azhar together. It cannot coexist. Because Rabbi Al-Azhar says, once you start, you start everything. They tell you, oh, you start the Barakah, it was a week later. Say, Shiva Abba Ajban. See what I say is, Ena Lakasha, Halan, Vehalihu. Now we're start. It all depends who you're talking about. Either we're talking about Halan, B'nai Bavel, and Halihu is B'nai Eris Israel. What's the difference? Tishri. We have a lot of fruit in the fields in Tishri still. You start everything on the seventh of Hajban. Exactly. Which means that which Rabbi Yohanan said. Uh, that which Rabbi Yohanan said. Seventh of Hajban. And Rabbi Yohanan said. Everything goes together. That's talking about the Gabay B'nai Bavid. But since they start fruit in the fields and the street, they don't want to mention anything about the rains, because if it rains, it's going to ruin the crop. So therefore, they start everything on Zayin Hajvan. And Bibkom Sheshoel Maskir, it all starts as a package deal together. So Rabbi Yohanan was talking about B'nai Bavid. Oh, what's the name of Israel? She says, Shtekot Sin B'Nisan Ve'osfin B'Tishli. So then already there's nothing in Tishni, right? They collected everything in Tishni. Exactly. And then they'll start on, uh, on, on the last day of uh, Sukkot. So therefore, the, the two statements uh, are able to coexist. And Rabbi Yohanan's correct. Rabbi Yohanan's statement coexists as well. Rabbi Yohanan says, uh, it's a package yield going in. It's a package yield going in. But the Gabay Ben Eisel, he wasn't talking. The Gabay Ben Eisel said, "The Chalamay Halakak Rabbi Yehuda that you started on uh, on the last day of uh, Sukkot." And we, it doesn't say when you're going to start Chalenu. According to Ben, we don't know when Ben Eisel is going to start Chalenu. Could be the same time. Could be the same time. Could be not the same time. But now the seven is the Gabay Ben 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 Babel that they have. But we don't know Ben Eisel is saying. But it's saying that's a Behuda. Behuda says you start on the last day of Sukkot. And we'll see when, when, whenever you mention Barikhadana. But there's no problem to say that Yohanan said when you start it, you start everything. Yeah, that's like a Be'er Be'er Be'er. You start on the seventh of Hajjah you start everything. No problem. What are you asking me a contradiction? There's any Mashiach of Sukkot. That's an end. That's Be'er Be'er. At least at this point. Right. So the Gemara says, So you tell me we. We, we, the Didan is we, because that's what the Lord We, Bene Bave, we delay it. We delay it, why? Because we have fruits in the field. So we have a reason to delay the whole situation to the 7th of Hajvan. And what about the pilgrims? You're going to start saying about the Khalil at the end of Sukkot, all the people that came to Yerushalayim from Bave, they're going to get rained on. So therefore, the Kara, we should we also have a re- they also have a reason, Bene Israel, to to delay. 
Ah, Kikamar Abu Kikamar Abu Hanam is one Shemit Amidash Kayan. Oh, he was talking about Bene Eris Israel, Bizman Shein Beta Migdash Kayam. So, therefore, there's no pilgrims, therefore, you don't have to worry about uh, problems, and we can start everything right after Sukkot. So, he was, oh, now, already you're telling me there's different times that he was talking about Bizman Shein Beta Migdash Kayam. So, now I have, once you're ready, you, you can entertain that we're talking about in different periods of history, I can say all different Mahalach and the Gemara. I can come along and say that Rabbi Yohanan was talking all his statements. Everything is both of these statements are talking about Bnei Israel. Which means, so therefore you have no problem of Galim uh, and make it early, make it from the last day of Pesach. I make it on the seventh day of Kajvan and the Buchanan can be the author of both statements. And when he says Ben Kumsha Shoel Maskir, that's talking uh, true. That's talking about like both, both 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 cases. You start everything on the seventh. You start everything on the after Sukkot, and therefore you just split the time periods. And Rabbi Yochanan can be talking about in all cases, only in Eretz Israel, the D two, and therefore everything everything works out. Okay. Now the Gemara says, okay, Halakhas are going to be with that, the today in Bavel, Hostalis, Halakhazak Rabbi Yudad, on the last day of Sukkot, we make the changeover. We have a problem because we have two days. We have two last days of Sukkot. We have Shwini Aseret, and we have Simchat Torah, which is Sifikat the Yoma. So when are you going to start Mashiva Ruach Umri the Geshe? So Yomara says, We have two days. How are we going to do it? What exactly? When are we going to start it? And she says, Anand ita treyome, Shneyem ita meharonim, Shimini Savik Shivi, Tishi Savik Shimini. According to the Buddha, that says that on Musaf of the last day, when is considered the last day. So Amar Lehu, Amarav, Matheim Musafim. You start on the eighth day, Musaf, like the Buddha said, Veu Posigbe Minha. And you stop in Mincha, Arbit Bishakarit, Vechoseh Bimusafim. Wow. So you do it on the eighth day, Musaf. And then you stop it from Mincha, Arbit Shakarit, and you stop Musaf on the next day also. Stop, go back to, don't say anything, say, Murida Tal, Ledidan. Amadehu, Amadehu Shemuel, Puku. The Amru le le Abba. Go tell Abba, which is my friend. Achal shasito kodesh taasehol. After you made it kodesh, now you're going to make it hold. Which means you already put it in musaf. That means you said it. Shemini said it today. And now on the same day, Minha, which is the same day, now you're going to say, no, maybe it's the seventh day. So you're going to, you're going to go back. It doesn't make sense on, on one day to be sorted yourself. And Musaf, you do one thing, and Minai, do another thing, and it can't be. Era Mashimuel, Matrib, Musafim, Ubi Minha, continue in Minha the same day. Uposek, Arbit, Vishayit. And the second day, start again. Keep each day consistent. Vechozer, Matrib, Musafim. Okay, that's a. At least it's a little better that you're keeping one day consistent the whole time. Gemara says, Navama, no. Which is our custom. Once you start, you don't stop. Now also retracted. You count 21 days, he says. Just like you count the 10 days between Roshan and Kippur. Simple interpretation, we're not making it confusing. When you count the 10 days of Roshan and Kippur, you count Roshan and and you count Kippur. They're part of the Vinyat. If you don't count Roshan and Kippur, you only have 7 days. 
the ten days count Rosh Hashanah and count Kippur. So counting Rosh Hashanah, count twenty-one days from Rosh Hashanah, and then count full twenty-one days, counting the first day and the last day. So on day twenty-two, which would be our Shemini Atzeret, that's when you start the Mashivur Magishim. It's giving you the way to count the twenty. Don't don't start from the third day or the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Start from the first. Just like when you count the ten days of Shuvah. You count Rosh Hashanah from day one, including Kippur. So with that system, count from day one Rosh Hashanah until day twenty-one, including the first day and the last day. And then the twenty-two is Shemot Sin. Can I do three? Shuvin Oposek, and that's the halacha.